Hey, folks, so you and your family are going to go downtown and, and grab a meal, maybe see the theater. Uh, you basically are expecting an uneventful night, except this night there's chaos in the city. What do you do to stay alive? Teenagers are hurt after a shooting last night in the Chicago Loop. Police say the 16 and 17-year-old boys were standing in a large crowd near Washington and State when they were shot. A large police presence could be seen as officers worked to clear large crowds from downtown. And new video into our newsroom shows more of last night's chaos. People were seen kicking, passing cars, crowding the streets, dancing on top of parked vehicles. And we're still waiting to find out and hear if police made any arrests from this last night. Earlier in the day yesterday, a viewer shared cell phone video showing a group of people jumping on a car. Folks, I don't know how to describe it any more clearly than to say our nation is in a free fall. Let me say this as well. You know, I did this channel with our team to provide you with information that is solid. There, there are a lot of folks out here talking a lot of smack about security. I, I assure you, and I promised you from day one, when we do a video, we're going to bring you the best information from the most qualified experts that I know um, and I would argue are in the country. Here's what I also know. Um, our channel's being attacked. Um, we're not uh, being able to uh, be as free as you would hope in terms of sharing content. We've been criticized um, for sharing content that's inappropriate for kids. Uh, when all I was doing was sharing um, how to respond if a police officer's in trouble where there was virtually no graphic violence. So I just want to tell you on the front end, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this channel. What is clear to me is that it infuriates me having been a Marine who has been all over the world protecting our constitutional freedoms and only to find that certain people in certain positions can arbitrarily decide that they don't want you to see this content. So with that said, um, please, as much as you can, uh, like and share uh, all the content that we have. But let's get back to the topic of mob violence. Folks, this is something I've been in a very, very violent protest situation. And I will tell you, it is horrifying from uh, the perspective of law enforcement to look out and see thousands of people who are clearly agitated and clearly becoming violent. I can't imagine what the tourists and the average people driving through Chicago last night went through as in, in groups of kids uh, were systematically beginning to uh, assault vehicles. There are reports that people were pulled out of cars and beaten. Um, and, and so the question is, what do we do with this? Well, I got to tell you, this is uncharted territory in this country. Uh, certainly violent demonstrations have occurred, but normally they're pre-planned. But what do you do? If you just happen to get caught up into mob violence, well, I'm going to tell you uh, that there are basically three things that all of us must recognize as important 
if we're going to save our families and uh, and save others' lives. And, and, and the first one, and you've heard this at nausea from me, you don't have security unless you have situational awareness. I'm going to say it again. If you're not paying attention to what's going on, if you've got your nose in your phone, if you're simply distracted by what's going on in your mind, you're not going to do well when you drive into a crowd of people that are already hyped up and you might fit the per particular persuasion of a victim in their eyes. So situational awareness, you must be observing all the time. And also you, you, you ought to regularly have the ability with technology to be listening to news reports. Uh, certainly, if a massive incident is occurring, um, you need to pay attention to the details because here's the reality, folks. Remember, and I preach this nonstop, security is about making it not happen. It's not responding to a crisis that's already happening. If you can avoid it, don't get involved. Make sure that you're pulling back and, and you're protecting yourself and your family. The other thing you want to do as part of the observation, let's say that you do see a group of folks and they are protesting. You need to carefully pay attention to what they're doing. If they're on a picket line and they're circling around on a sidewalk, yeah, that's one thing. If they're beginning to spill into the streets, that's a different thing. But guess what? You got no chance if you don't see it. You're going to drive into it, and now it's a very difficult situation. So the first thing we must do is train ourselves to observe it. We've got to be paying attention. And let me just be clear. If you observe large crowds of people, and they're crowding into the streets, and you're seeing conflict, curb or not, do a U-turn, which takes me to another point. Folks, don't drive in the middle lane where you're tracked by traffic. Drive in the right lane. Drive in the left lane. You got options on both, even pulling up on a sidewalk and pulling down slowly, going in the opposite direction. In other words, getting out of Dodge. So you're observing, number one. Number two is you're evaluating your options. And folks, this is where this whole thing that I talk about, mental preparation for crisis, is so important. As a regular part of your day now, you ought to be asking yourself, you know, what would I do if this happened? How would I respond? Because what we know scientifically now, and, and law enforcement did a huge study on it uh, under the title Human Performance, is that in a crisis, 90% of the skills needed are right here. Now, do you need skills with defensive tactics and fire? Yeah, absolutely, you need those things but 90% of the skills needed are right here. So as you're evaluating, hopefully you would have been training mentally ahead of it, placing those emergency files in the subconscious to where when it happens and you have seconds to decide, you've got some files to work with. So you're observing it, number one. Number two, you're evaluating your options. And then number three, you're evacuating. Folks, I can't stress enough the importance of not getting in the middle of the crowd. If you get in the middle of the crowd, if that crowd surrounds your car, if that crowd begins jumping on your hood, you've got a big problem. Because now, although your, your vehicle can be a weapon, now you're making life or death choices to evacuate your family. And let me say this about this.
getting pulled out of a car by a violent mob never goes well. Again, getting pulled out of a car by a violent mob never goes well. So you must do everything that you can to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, how do we evacuate? There's two principles I want to give you. Number one is if you're in a vehicle, it's a 180 approach. You're going the other way. You're getting away. You're evacuating away from that crowd. That's the 180 approach that we want to get to. If we can turn right and evacuate, that's another approach. That's the 90 degree approach, 90 left, 90 right. But what we're not going to do is continue moving towards the crowd. If you're on foot, now listen carefully to me. If you're on foot, the same principles apply. But if you begin to run, obviously you can get chased. If you're in a downtown environment where there are stores, you go into the store and out the back. Believe me, folks, when that level of violence begins to happen, you got to separate. You've got to evacuate yourself from the crowd. That's the, that's the posture of, of getting safe. So again, you're going to observe. You're going to evaluate your options, which include evacuation. God forbid that they've overtaken you. Now you're in the true crisis mode. Now you're fighting for your life. And folks, I can't stress enough. Please hear me. I am not an alarmist. I am not a glass half full person. But I will tell you, our country is changing. You no longer can sit back and wait for the police to come and save the day. Listen to me. Those days are gone. You must own your own security. And if you've been on this channel, you know what I'm talking about. You ought to have a personal security plan. Well, what does that mean? I'm working out. I'm mentally and physically fit. I'm practicing my level of defense skills. And you may sit here and go, hey, I'm 70 years old. I can't do it. That's crazy. Yes, you can. I don't care where you are, what level of fitness you are. You can get better every day. And let me encourage you for the sake of those that love you. You need to be healthy and fit anyway. But you need to have a security plan. You need to be fit. You need to make sure that you have the tools that you may need very handy in the event that you are attacked. As a matter of fact, this is a good segue. Remember, I talk about are you attack ready? Are you A, alert and aware? Are you practicing those skills? When you go to a shopping center, are you paying attention to those folks around? You're looking at body language. Alert and aware, A. The, the first T is you're trained mentally, physically, and emotionally. Now, I'm going to say that again. You're training yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Folks, I've talked to officers recently that have been involved in some of the mass shootings that, that uh, have been going on. One officer told me when I asked him, I said, what was the response of the students? He said it was wild. I had some students on one level of the spectrum that were shaking in fear and couldn't move. I had other students that literally ran towards us, hugged us. They were crying, but they were running. And then I had the third group. And those were the kids that were doing CPR. 
that were responding calmly to the chaos around them. And folks, I want to assure you, you're going to fit into one of those categories. You're going to freeze. You're going to, you're going to run or you're going to be in a position where you're going to fight. And by fight, I mean, you're going to be skilled. If, if you need to do medical things, you're going to be in one of those fight, flight, or freeze mindsets. So are you trained mentally, physically, emotionally? The second T is, are you tactically equipped? You know, when I train organizations, I regularly talk about how anything can become a weapon if you're attacked. Fire extinguishers for you know, in schools and corporations. Um, some folks choose to have pepper spray. Let me say this about pepper spray. If you have it in your purse, but you've never experienced it, that needs to be something that you do. Do it with someone that's trained, maybe a police officer friend, because it's going to mess you up. But, you know, you're going to need to have uh, baby shampoo handy and it's going to make you a blithering a uh, blubbering person for a while, but you need to understand what's going to happen with that. If you have a taser, uh, if you have it, what, whatever you choose, especially a firearm, you better be training with that tool. So the, the, the second T is, are you tactically equipped with the right tools? The A is, are you active, fit, and ready to fight? And that goes kind of to the, the mindset of what we talked about earlier. If you are active in your, in your posture, in your life, you're active, you're physically fit, but most importantly, you've made a decision. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be ready for the match when it comes, kind of like an athlete training for the game. Because if you're not active, fit, and ready to fight, you're going to be at a mental disadvantage because I got a newsflash for you. The guy that or gal that's attacking you, they are ready to fight. So again, the C in the, in the attack is are you committed to protect yourself and others regardless of the cost? Folks, in this country, there has never been a greater need for people to demonstrate their love and care for others by coming to the assistance. I am so tired of watching people pull out their cameras and feet and film things when they could be intervening and potentially saving a life. So I'm not suggesting that in all cases, everyone needs to get involved, but I will tell you this, you got to decide ahead of it. Am I willing to put my life at risk to save others? I will tell you for me, that's an easy choice. That's what I've chosen and that's what I'm going to keep doing. So are you committed to protect others at all costs? C. And then K, are you knowledgeable about the laws of your state? And, and then what to do after the incident? Folks, I can't say it enough. You better know the laws of your state. You better understand the legal ramifications for any actions that you take. Now, in Florida, we have a stand your ground law. That enables us to protect ourselves. In other states, you may have a duty to retreat. You better know that. So are you attack ready? Are you ready for someone's attack? So as we wrap up, how to get out of mob violence. We're firstly, we're going to, uh, uh, first thing is we're going to observe. We're going to be alert, kind of like on the other uh, attack model. We're going to be 
alert and paying attention. We're going to be looking at people's body language and behavior. We're going to be situationally aware. But then we're also going to be evaluating our options. And folks, the more you train that mind, the more, hey, what would I do if under normal circumstances, the more emergency files you're creating and you will have them when you need them. And then finally, we're going to evacuate. Remember, if possible, we're going to 180. If not possible, we're going to we're going to do a 90 degree, but the key is we're going to get away from that crowd. We don't want anything to do with it. Bad things happen, as you saw in the video, because folks, here's the reality. And I'm going to end with this. It's not just in Chicago that things are happen, happening this week. This happened. So you go to a convenience store, you're going to buy a gallon of milk, and all of a sudden, a mob attacks the store. Well, you're inside. What are your What do you do? Well, it's basically the same thing. It's only now you're in a very confined space. And so you're looking for that back door. You're trying to get out. You're observing people's behaviors. I guarantee you, many in that crowd are under the influence of of narcotics or, uh, you know, they, they may even struggle with, uh, with other issues, but you're also looking to evacuate. Remember back doors work real well, just like the front doors, the back doors work, and then you're going to evacuate. If you've got kids in there with you, if you have family members or others that are shocked by what's going on, you, you try to help them as much as you can, because, you know, again, you're attack ready, you're committed to pay the price to help uh, yourself and others um, not have to, to be involved in that situation. So folks, I hope this is helpful for you today. Um, I, I will ask you, and I, I'm really pleading with you, with the direction our country is going, this information needs to be out to everybody. So help me, if you would. Uh, we're also looking at other you know, platforms as it seems like, um, you know, anybody that's speaking truth now may have some challenges. So um, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, I know there'll be attackers that attack this one also. Um, so whatever you can do to get the word out, because folks, at the end of the day, I want you, I pray that you and your family are safe. And let me just say it again. You have to own your own security. The days of not having your own plan are gone. So I hope and pray that things go well for you. Until next time, stay safe out there.